This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Welcome back, friends, to episode number 27 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, operations consultant and mentor, and I am totally jazzed that you're here with me today. Want to know why? It's my birthday, and I'm so excited to just be sharing a little bit of time on my day with you, my most indebted listener. Totally happy that you're here today. Would you do me a favor? Give me a little birthday gift. Would you push pause on this podcast, open up iTunes, and drop me a rating and a review? That would be like the best gift in turning 43. Like if you have to turn 43, (laughs) do so with an amazing rating and review. Thank you guys so much for doing that. That will really help us to get the word out about this podcast and also get us in front of other people who need to hear about operations. So if you're here, I bet you are just as fancy about me with the learnings of operations. So today in episode number 27, we're gonna talk about the six criteria that a director of operations needs to have. So this is gonna be perfect for someone who is interested in becoming and up-leveling to a director of operations, as well as those people who have businesses who anticipate hiring an operator soon. And this is gonna give them specific skill sets to look for when they're hiring. So either way, go ahead and listen in. I've got six different criteria that you need to know about. So number one, you have to have a project management skill set. What in the world does that mean, Natalie? Well, here I am to tell you. First of all, you will prioritize things in a very strategic way. Obviously, you're organized, you're detail-oriented. You thrive in task management. That task management and detail go hand in hand. Something else like quality control. So you are always looking to refine, to improve, to make sure that the final outcome, that the quality of the product, the service, the offering, the delivery is really top notch. That is all part of a project management skill set. The last thing I'll leave you with on the project management side is that you're a sequential thinker. So you think in steps, you break things down and you compartmentalize things like that. Those are all innate signs of a great project manager. Now, when I say this, this doesn't mean that you need to possess a certification or any type of degree in project management. Heck, sometimes you don't even have to have experience in corporate or anything for project management. We see these skill sets, the innate skill sets of project management all the way back to about age five to eight. So if you are a project manager and you lack the professional or corporate experience for doing so, do not discount yourself. Project management is oftentimes very innate. So to summarize, a project manager is going to be able to prioritize things. You're organized, you're detail-oriented. Task manager, you look at quality control, and you think of things in sequential order. So that would be an amazing skill set 
to have if you're looking at becoming a director of operations. Second of all, you're strategic. So I know we're talking about operations. And if you look at businesses, a lot of times they're divided into what I call front office and back office. That front office tends to be strategic and the back office seems to be more of the operational side. While we have people who function in either of those front or back office spaces, the director of operations is actually going to sit in between both of those. So this person's going to have to have a strategic skill set. This means that they are going to be perceptive. They are going to make decisions that are going to be based on evidence. They are also really good at making sound but blind decisions. Does that make sense? So they're really strong at making decisions and using kind of an intuitive or guttural instinct. They also have the ability to move a business forward to align to their vision. And this is something that I cover in the strategic mapping model, my proprietary system for creating a systematic process in your business so that you make sure that you're doing the right things at the right time. But this is what it comes down to, the ability to move that business forward to align with the vision that the business has. So that is an amazing asset for a director of operations. And the last thing with strategy is these individuals will tend to be very courageous and have really, really strong leadership skills because they are strategic. So they feel very confident when they make these decisions. So number one was a project management skill set. Number two is a strategic skill set. Number three, moving on to number three, we're looking at having experience. And I require everyone who comes through the application process to have at least two years of experience in operations or strategy. So remember that a director, like as the name implies, it's a director of operations, meaning that this is an upper level position or even an executive role in small businesses. So because this isn't an entry level position, you're going to want to make sure that someone's got a good amount of experience. And two years is really the very bottom of what I will accept into the certification. And I'm seeing people come in lots, but really you can have two years, like which seems like a short amount, but really the types of businesses that are needing directors of operation really vary. So there are plenty out there who don't need 10, 15 years in operations before they move into this role. So minimum criteria is having two years of experience in either operational or a strategic role in a business or even in your own business. All right, I'm moving on to number four, and this is a little bit more tactical. It's also my one of my very favorite topics to speak on. So this is the Colby A Index, K-O-L-B-E, Colby A Index. This is a 36-question test or evaluation that's going to look at someone's instincts rather than their personality or their learned behaviors. So this is really completely different than like a Myers-Briggs or a DISC assessment, anything like that. The Colby A assessment is looking at your conative abilities. When I say conative, this is what you are born with. It's the way that you operate. And this assessment tells you where you're going to be the most productive. This tells me as someone who's accepting these applicants and reviewing these applicants. And it also tells you what your natural gifts are. And where your natural gifts are is going to align with what you do with greater ease, 
where you can put yourself in the best situations and avoid stressful situations. So there are four different modes. When you take this test, you're going to get four numbers back. These are called different modes. The first mode is the fact finder and then follow through and then quick start and then implementer. I look for these two areas. I look for the fact finder, which is the first number, and quick start, which is the third number. So for a fact finder, if you have a high fact finder, so this scale is from one to 10 for all four of those modes. In fact finder, the higher the number, the more you are a seeker of information before you make a decision. These are people who like details, who like to gather and analyze data. The higher the number there, the higher they are with details, and that's going to make them, it's going to show you that the person that has a higher number, obviously more detail-oriented, and lies heavily in that innate project manager skill set. The next number I'm going to look at is the third number, and that is the quick start mode. So the people with a high number for quick start are going to do stuff without knowing the outcome. They're more of your, let's just try it. They are brainstormers. They're dreamers. And someone with a low quick start score is going to be more risk adverse. They're going to be more methodical. They may be more comfortable just doing what's already been done. So the most common Colby score for a director of operations is give or take three numbers from this pattern, seven, eight, three, three. Now, remember, I'm only going to look at the first and third numbers, and not any of these numbers will disqualify you. So I will compare your Colby score with some of the other questions that I'm asking you. But all the data that I have for people who have come through the application, we're looking at 7833. And I'm looking at plus or minus by about three numbers. So most people who have come through the certification, their fact finder, that very first number, is anywhere from five to nine. I actually don't think I've even seen any tens in a fact finder. I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, I haven't seen that. And then the third number, which is that quick start number, most, you're going to find this I find it absolutely incredible and insightful, but that third number, that quick start number is actually most likely very low. I see this anywhere from a two to a five. I call these people slow starts, which I include myself. And by the way, my numbers are seven, eight, two, four. So I've actually worked with Colby to come up with what they call the right fit for a director of operations. This gives us a, by looking at the requirements for this role, they perform an assessment with the database that they have and come back and let us know what the best fit, what the right fit for that role would be. And that's 7833. So I was delighted when my assessment was a 7824. So if you don't know, I use this Colby assessment in my corporate days. It was actually the last IT project that I managed for a Fortune 150 company. We put 36 thousand people through the Colby assessment. And I got to see all of this data. I got to deliver it. It was so exciting. And it's kind of cool that I now use this in this entrepreneurial journey that I'm in. But even there, 
I call those folks slow starts. And the slow starts are more of the people that were not in management. The slow starts were the people who were making sure that things were getting done in the business. And so you can see that if you've got a visionary, someone who's a very big dreamer and thinker, they are going to be a quick start and their yin to their yang is going to be a slower start. Now, there can't be like seven numbers in between the business owner and the operator. It needs to be a little bit closer than that. I really like to see three to five numbers in between them. I don't like them too close, but I also don't like them too far away. So when I'm doing hiring for people, I'm always looking at that quick start number. I know that someone with a high quick start is going to need someone that takes a little bit more of a methodical thought process to making decisions, okay? And I love working with quick starts. The greatest value I have provided as a director of operations in someone's business are to the people who sit in that high, you know, six to eight. Now I've worked with tens before on the quick start and that's not a good match for me. They move so fast that it doesn't allow me to ever get to the place where I feel successful. So it's just a lot of great intel. I'm gonna do more episodes on the Colby, but I did wanna let you know, if you're looking for a director of operations or if you want to be a director of operations, you'll want to complete this Colby A assessment. And that Colby A assessment is going to have four numbers I'm looking for the fact finder to be a very high number and the quick start to be relatively low or under five. That's the best case scenario. Now, I'm not going to tell you that if you have numbers outside of there, you're not going to be a director of operations. So don't go there. I'd still want you to apply because it's going to matter most on who I match you with. So take this Colby assessment and I look forward to hearing what your results are going to be. Alrighty, number five out of six. I want you to be less visionary than integrator. Have you ever heard of Rocket Fuel? Gina Wickman wrote this book and it describes what an integrator is. The integrator is someone who brings organizational clarity and operates on logic. They're gonna be the filter for the visionary which is typically the leader of the business. And they're the person, the integrator is the person that's going to integrate those ideas to completion by leading a team. So I have created a quote that kind of gets me by and and makes my directors of operations kind of chuckle a little bit, but visionaries create problems and operators solve them. Operators or integrators, you can put whatever you would like in there. But visionaries, when I say they create problems, like I'm not talking derogatory, they create problems, they give us work to do. They are disruptors, right? They're the people that are going out into the world, coming up with new ideas, new ways of doing things. They are, they're big dreamers, right? We would never have the Tesla if we didn't have visionaries. (laughs) We would never have Amazon as a platform if we didn't have a visionary behind that. So they create the problems and then those problems need operators to solve them. Visionaries are gonna have your big ideas. Operators are gifted to help bring those ideas to life. And let me tell you what, this has been such a joy. Being a pretty slow start, I can't even come up with some of the ideas that the people that I've worked with and work for they have a gift in creating those ideas, right? So I find it absolutely amazing that I can come in and feel just as successful by taking their idea where they leave off, which is typically a thought, and then I get to take their thought and turn it into something. That way we both feel a massive sense of accomplishment. So if you are more integrator than you are visionary, I would have you consider 
up-leveling yourself into a director of operations position. Because I'm quite analytical and I keep a lot of data on all the people that have come through the certification, I want to let you know that I have everybody take the integrator quiz. You can go to the Rocket Fuel website and take the integrator quiz. They have both a visionary and an integrator quiz. I have them do the integrator quiz because I want to see what their numbers are. This is a zero to 100 scale. So when I look over all the data from those that have come through the certification, the average integrator score from that quiz is an 87. So you can see I'm taking several data points, both from the Colby as well as the years of experience and the integrator quiz to give me a good understanding if this person's going to be a great fit as a director of operations. All right. The sixth and final criteria for becoming a director of operations is probably the very most important thing. And it's something I can't teach you. I can give you tips I can give you feedback, I can mentor you, but I cannot teach you how to be a leader or a communicator. Those are skill sets that you need to bring to the table. And these are imperative because you're going to have to have that radical candor. You're gonna have to be professional in the way that you deliver hard messages. And you're gonna be able to have to course correct and have that come natural to you. So in the director of operations position, You've probably listened to episode 26, episode 25, 24, and two. Those are all on director of operations roles. You're going to hear that this leadership role is going to really be the right-hand role to the CEO. So that CEO is going to want to move very fast. I've been talking about visionaries in this episode. So you know they're going to have big ideas. They're going to want to move quickly. And they're likely going to want to tackle way more than you can actually get done. So you're going to have to have that radical candor that I talk about, that ability to stand up and deliver a difficult message. Now, this is not that difficult for some people, but there are many people who don't have that internal fortitude to be able to say this. And there are other people who are so unpolished that when they deliver a hard message, it may really cause the you know gates to shut down and people to shut down, which is not what you want in a leadership role. So I believe that it is 100% the most important thing. You're looking for someone who has innate leadership skills. If you're looking to become a director of operations, you've got to have the ability to be able to talk up and talk down. You're going to be managing up to your CEO. You're going to be managing down to the team that you are relying on to help you implement these projects, ideas, dreams, and visions. So you need to be able to give hard hard feedback and soft feedback and do it in a way that's still makes you very amicable with everybody. I like to say that you need to have have a gentle side and a strong leadership skills. Again, I can give you tips and trainings and feedback and mentorship on how to do this more effectively, but I don't have the ability to create a leader within you. So I want you to bring that to the table. As far as communication, we have a little bit, I have a few more ways and tactics to help you in delivering your feedback to the leader more effectively, right? I can help you with generating reports, with getting more detail back up, like channeling it up and down. But that leadership is one of those things I really can't do much with. So I want you to come with a leadership skill set. Alrighty, so those are the six things that you're gonna want, the six characteristics and criteria that you're gonna want to have if you're interested in becoming a director of operations or hiring for a director of ops. 
I want to close with two things that you don't have to have or have to be in order to be an integrator or a director of operations. The first thing is you don't have to be an implementer. You don't have to be somebody who's in the weeds, so to speak. You don't have to be the person that actually does the things. A director of operations in a business sits between the implementation team and the CEO and the leadership team. You sit in between them to make sure everything is orchestrated and everything gets done. You do not need to have knowledge of all of the tech tools. You don't need to have that. What we're looking for here is a level of leadership, the ability to be able to communicate with your peers and also to your leadership. So you do not have to have any implementation experience. Now, a lot of us do because we've kind of grown our careers this way, but it is not a criteria. The other thing that is not a criteria is you don't have to be an expert in the industry in which you're serving. And sometimes people look at me like, what? I'm trained in project management. I have leadership skills. I have the ability to manage up, manage down, to communicate. I'm definitely an integrator. I possess the skills that are required to be a director of operations, but I could go into a construction company and I can go into a digital marketing business, an online digital marketing business today. I'm still going to use the exact same skill sets. So I don't have to be an expert in the industry. What I do have to be an expert in is the operational foundations for running a business, okay? So those operational foundations are broad, but we're looking at human resources, project management, we're looking at data, and we're also looking at project management. So you're going to need all of those things plus leadership and communication. I kind of look at those as the foundations of this role. You don't have to be an expert in that industry. Don't let that stop you from reaching out or don't let that stopping you from hiring someone, okay? A lot of times the best value will come from somebody who doesn't have direct experience in your industry because they're gonna be able to bring you new and innovative ideas, approaches, and processes that really transcend all industries. And operations, the backside of business is truly behind any style any structure, any format of business. So those two things you don't have to have. You don't have to be an implementer and know all the tech tools, and you also don't have to be an expert in that industry. Alrighty, ladies, I hope that this has been really insightful. I get lots of questions on if I am qualified to be a director of operations, and I would encourage you, if you're looking at it or if you have somebody in your business who's your right hand, I want you to have them apply to the Director of Operations Certification. They can do that by going to theopsauthority.com forward slash get dash certified. Our applications are going to close on January the 4th, and I would love to see all of those applicants come in before then. Before I go, remember every single episode, I ask you guys to do an ops activity, which really is going to help move you and your business forward. This week, I want you to tell me what your Colby score is. Remember, it's K-O-L-B-E. If you want to link to the Colby assessment, you'll find that in the show notes. I want you to go take that assessment and then post that in the Ops Insiders Facebook group. That's our private community. And you can get there by going to opsinsiders.com and you will be a part of that small private community where we continue the conversation every single week. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. And remember, if you didn't take my advice at the beginning, give me the gift of hopping over to iTunes 
to give me a rating and review so I can get this into the ears of all the small business owners and all those folks who look to support businesses from an operational perspective. I am so grateful to be here. I'm excited to do year number 43 alongside you guys. Thanks so much for being here and I will see you guys or you'll hear me next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.